Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Well, today is Thursday, usually the interview day for the program. However, we will have a special guest tomorrow. So today, instead of having our free-for-all Friday, we are doing that uh, today, Thursday. So if you would like to call and join the discussion, as I said, or if you would like to email us, please do that. We'd love to have you uh, call in and give us your opinion as we go through uh, talking a little bit about the news and what's been going on in the culture at large, as well as talking about uh, CRT and and things like that going on in the church. Yeah, we and we've been talking about um, uh, critical race theory all week. Vody Bauckham's book, um, Fault Lines, uh, also a wokeness and uh, Christianity and wokeness by Owen Strand. And uh, hey, thanks for your encouraging emails and calls. Um, uh, several people have told me that they read uh, Bodie's book and mm. they've shared it with a lot of people, which is great. I yeah. think we need to be informed, and Bodie does a good job with that. So thank you, people, for listening. Uh, all our folks up in Virginia that call, we we love you guys calling in and um, appreciate you uh, uh, appreciate you doing that. It's uh, it is kind of weird doing a free for all on Thursday because we're yeah. used to doing that on Friday. But we have a great guest. I want to remind you, um, that uh, our guest tomorrow is Dr. Byram Bridal. He is from the University of Guelph up in uh, Canada, Ontario, Canada, and he's going to be talking about uh, the vaccines, talking about COVID and the um, variants. And I, I hope that uh, you'll share it. Uh, for those of you who may not be able to listen live, it will be posted in the evening. But uh, if you can listen live, it would be great because that way you can uh, send us an email at ask at SWATradio.com. Or if you want to ask him a question today, you can send me a question today that I will ask him tomorrow at ask at SWATradio.com or Doug at SWATradio.com. Uh, I think it, it it is very important to hear what he has to say. He is a courageous doctor who has done some research on the vaccines, on COVID, and uh, he's not an anti-vaxxer, and he has um, come out and and said some things that are not popular with the narrative. And I want to go back to something I was talking about yesterday. There was a video. John MacArthur last Sunday spoke about being at a Christian camp with a bunch of young people. And apparently part of what he shared is being banned. I think they've had to go back and edit some of the things that they put out Mm. because in the video, Pastor John MacArthur, by the way, if you don't know who he is, he's a pastor, senior pastor, and has been for I think about 60 years now, almost Mm. 50 to 60 years of Grace Community Church in California and Santa Clarita out there. And um, he defied Governor Newsom's mandate um, to shut down. Uh, they shut down for a while, but then they go, okay, this is ridiculous. There's a 99.9% survival rate. Why are we not meeting as a body? 
And so they met, and they went through a lot of legal challenges uh, and end up prevailing, I think, on all of them. I don't think uh, they, they were apparently fined or supposed to be fined, but he they stood up against them all. Anyway, this past weekend, he was at a camp, a Christian camp, with a bunch of uh, high schoolers, and, and he went through a Q&A, and, and they were asked, what do we need to do to get ready to go to university? And he said, well, there's two things. First of all, be people of conviction. Have convictions, non-negotiable things that are based on God's word. Those are the pillars of our character. Whatever our convictions are, if we have no convictions, we're like a feather in the wind. We're just going to go, and wherever the popular opinion is, that's where we land. And he said, the world's ungodly. It's run by Satan. You're going to be attacked if you're a person of conviction, so just stand by. But second, he said, be a critical thinker. And this is the part that they didn't like. This is the part that they didn't want him to be saying on YouTube because in this part, he said there's a 99.9% survival rate with COVID. And what we see going on in our country doesn't match the behavior that would normally be required for something with that kind of survival rate. And so you have to ask the question, what is going on? Uh, He said, you know, that we've been lied to by our leaders about Russia. We've been lied to by the FBI. We've been lied to by the CIA. This is not um, this is not disputable. They have absolutely lied on record to Congress and to the American people. We've been lied to by the NIH. We've been lied to by CDC and the leaders. We've been lied to by Fauci outright lied to and he's lied to congress the politicians lie and yet all these same people now say get vaccinated because it's supposed to be good for you it's it's the only way i have been inundated as a veteran by the va oh you forgot to schedule your clint your 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 appointment Mm -hmm. and i look at it and it's like appointment for what and it's like an appointment at the covid clinic I'm not going to the COVID clinic. I'm not getting the COVID vaccine. I've had COVID. And what you're going to hear tomorrow from Dr. Um, uh, Bridal is that if you've had COVID and recovered and you have the T-cell antibodies, you are more protected than anybody with a vaccine because the vaccine only targets one. um, It targets the primary spike protein that has caused all the problems. So, um, and, and he said this in the video, I thought it was interesting, that last year in America, flu deaths were down 99%. They, they dropped 99%, a 99% reduction in flu deaths. And he said, why? Because they were all COVID deaths. And that's the problem. We've been lied to, and our kids and our young people are being pressured psychologically into getting the vaccine because they're being um, fear-mongered by the leaders. And there are a lot of people who've bought into this. And as believers, we, we've allowed ourselves to get sucked into this. And as leaders, we've allowed ourselves to get sucked into critical theory. And now where we are even in the church, people are afraid to say that systemic racism is not a problem in America. Sin is a problem in America. The lack of God leadership is a problem in America. 
Um, it, there's inequity in the world because there's inequity in the world. It has nothing to do with systemic racism. It has to do with what what has happened as a result of sin. The world is broken. It's a broken world we live in. We have pain. We have suffering. This is not our home. We're passing through. And the Bible says that if you're a believer, so if you're listening to this broadcast today and you are a believer, you are mandated by God in his word to not hold on to your ethnic group as more important than your spiritual birth. I mean, that is clear in Scripture. He says that there is no more Gentile and Jew. Your ethnic identity is not to be dismissed. It's to be celebrated. But nobody is evil because they have more melanin in their skin. And that's what we've been looking at What from what Vody said and what uh, um, Owen said. And all they're doing is taking principles from God's word. And they're saying what's happened in the church is people are focusing on these symptoms instead of the gospel. The gospel changes lives, not Abraham X. Kendi's book, not White Fragility by D'Angelo. Those don't change lives. And there's a lie that is going around in the church, and we know who the author of all lies is, is Satan, is is that you need to read these in order to treat people well. If you're a believer and you're walking in the Spirit, you're going to have empathy when you're supposed to have empathy. doesn't mean you're perfect. You're going to blow it. And when you blow it, you're forgiven because of the cross, and you embrace that forgiveness and the humility that should come with that forgiveness, and you love people. And so um, I just think uh, it's interesting that they want to ban what I would term religious speech by John MacArthur. I don't know how they can ban that. That's, that's, that's a First Amendment right to, uh, to be able to say that. To indiscriminately just start banning that would be, to me, an issue they, they, they really need to crack down on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook for doing that stuff. Yeah, you know, it's uh, interesting. I, I listened to what John MacArthur said, and I was, you know, pretty surprised that that had been uh, flagged by YouTube. But but the truth of the matter is YouTube has been doing this sort of thing for a few years now. I mean, I mean at least, you know, six years that I can think of. And it started with, uh, believe it or not, they would crack down on history videos because they would show, you know, maybe a swastika or, or Nazi something or other as just talking about the events. And they said, oh, well, you know, that, that harms people mentally. And that was the, uh, the the type of logic that they have now extended into uh, banning outright religious speech, which is a First Amendment, you know, guaranteed in the First Amendment, which, well, guaranteed by God, but uh, beyond that, uh, enshrined in the First Amendment as well. So it is pretty, uh, uh, pretty bold for them to do that and what the what what we'll do about it as people what the government will do about it um will be interesting and it'll be interesting to see how that uh plays out i guess i'll say well and you know and going back to the virus just because that that is such a news item right now uh they just came out today and they're urging pregnant women to get the vaccine when mccullough dr peter mccullough said no Mm -hmm. that they haven't even done any studies on that and they've had a lot of miscarriages as a result of that Mm -hmm. so i think you really need to uh be discerning about that vaccine
Oh, yeah. I agree with you. All right. We are up against the news break. We will be back with more after the news. Or, no, excuse me. After the break. Not up against the news break yet. Time's not flying that fast. <laughs> anyway, you're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Red Letters by David Crowder. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, today is usually our interview day, but we have a special guest coming tomorrow, Friday. So today we are having a little bit of an open forum uh, discussion, kind of how we do on Fridays a lot of the time. So if you would like to call in and join us as we talk about the news and COVID and and what's going on in the church as well, you can do that at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or if you like, you can also email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Well, one of the questions I'm going to ask him tomorrow is about, you know, the... um, the natural immunity after you've recovered from COVID because, you know, Senator Rand Paul and also uh, another Luke, one, a massive. Rand Paul got his stuff taken down off of YouTube Did as you well. see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know why? The CDC is coming out and saying that there have been people who've contracted COVID a second time who weren't vaccinated. And my question is, how how have they determined that? How How are they doing that? Because... Um, Massey said he he said that the CDC was talking to people who had not yet recovered from the first. Like mm, you test mm. positive for like two or three months mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. So this all this stuff, I, I just don't trust the CDC. You know, you can say what you want to. They've lied. That's undisputed. They have lied to the American people. That's you can go back and look at their news reports. You can look at the articles. They haven't scrubbed them all. They can't because there's too many lies that they've said right. that are out there. And so, and and this is not saying you shouldn't get the vaccine. What I'm saying is, if you've had COVID nineteen and you've been tested, you have the T cell antibodies, which means you 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 had a good case of it, then 
you, according to what Dr. Um, Bridal said the other night on the news and what I'm hoping he'll clarify tomorrow is you don't need to get the vaccine. You have better immunity than Moderna, Pfizer, or J&J can give you. Yeah, and you know if you're if you're not at one of those uh, one of those at risk groups, if you're not in one of those um, where you know take the vaccine because of how detrimental COVID could be to you, uh, is an option that you're thinking about. Uh, it is important to remember that you know, the VAERS site, um, which uh, talks about adverse reactions to the vaccine, has running a record number of cases, and that's just what's been reported. And so, if you're a younger person who is going to be fine. Uh, with COVID regardless, it's something to think about whether you want to uh, take the chance with this experimental vaccine. Again, it's something that's experimental, not saying that it's, you know, evil or anything like that, but it it is just something to weigh your options and think about uh, because, you know, different people react to it differently and different people react to COVID differently. So you got to weigh for yourself kind of what's best for you in, in consultation with your doctor. We have Tony on from Kingsland, Georgia. Tony, how you doing today? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? Doing well. Is this the Tony? Is this is this the Tony that sent the email in from up there? Yes, it is. Well, man, I am glad you're okay and you recovered from COVID, Tony. <laughs> um, you know, it was only by the Lord's grace. I mean, the hospital here did a fantastic job of you know, treating me, and, um, but, you know, as I expressed in my email to you, Doug, um, I was frustrated by not being able to get any treatment before I got to that point. Yeah, did they give you monoclonal antibodies by chance? Um, so they told me they gave me convalescent plasma. Uh-huh. That's, I don't know if that's the same thing or not. No, no, no. Monoclonal antibodies is something that they've been talking about, I think, uh, Dr. McCullough talked about it, and that's where you get laboratory proteins that mimic our body's immune system to fight off different viruses, and they're using that in addition to vitamin D and other things to help people. But this monoclonal antibodies, I think it was in the paper today, uh, they just are setting up a treatment center here in Jacksonville, just if you're listening out there, and you have somebody at high risk or somebody who is not doing well, they have a rapid response unit downtown Jacksonville that helps with this monoclonal monoclonal antibody treatment to people in early stages. So just uh, your your hospital should know about it. Your doctor hopefully knows about it. But Governor DeSantis just announced this rapid response thing with those. So anyway, sorry, Tony. Go ahead and ask your question. Yeah, yeah. So I had a quick comment. So right now I'm taking 10,000 units of vitamin B a day, um, a double dose of zinc, and a lot of vitamin C. And I I hear that that reduces my risk significantly. But, but the question I had maybe for the guest tomorrow, or maybe you guys know, why do, why do they have to form some sort of synthetic spike protein and use that in a vaccine. Is there not the ability to to just use a weakened form of the virus and, and, you know, just be able to do more of a traditional type of vaccine with this? Yeah. Well, well, well actually, well, no, that's a, it's a good question. And, and over in China, 
what they are using is that type of a, a vaccine. I think they have something going on in Europe as well that they're um, uh, on the verge of making uh, uh, approved as whatever their FDA standard type thing is. Well, yeah, the China, the Chinese, because we, we have friends that are over there. Um, they they are the, the person told me that they have they've given out somewhere almost like close to two billion mm. <laughs> vaccines um and and um anyway um they've given those out and that it's not like ours it is it is more of what they would you would call a traditional vaccine where you give a weakened um a weakened you know virus that the body can respond to or a dead virus and um okay you know and they i think uh it was put out by a company called sinovac I think S I N O V A C, um, but I don't know what how effective it is to be honest with you, Tony. Uh, and I just know that this MNRA. We had Doctor Merritt. Did you hear Doctor Merritt when she was on uh, earlier? Yes, she, yes, all right, you remember what she said? She said when they tried the mRNA technology on cats and on ferrets, it never worked when they tried to address SARS uh, the first time and the MERS virus, um, she said every animal died and there has been no animal testing with MNRA still to this day. And, uh, and there's all kinds of problems with it that makes you scratch your head and go, why? And you've had it just like I have. And my wife had it. And my daughter had it. My daughter was in ICU for five days. She had double pneumonia. My wife had pneumonia and and yet, you know, my, my mom had it really bad and that she's in her 80s. My dad had it. He's in his 80s. And and yet there's this 99.9% survival rate. And all these people are being injected with the vaccine that they're still to this date haven't had a lot of good studies done. Uh, and, and we focused more on the vaccination and and getting the word out about the vaccination and masking and, and and those kind of issues than the treatment of people and that's what's really concerning to me is why like i know people that have died in the last 6 months they did not die from covid although they did they died from lack of treatment they did not get the right treatment early had they got good treatment early they would have survived you know because that's what happens but if you i don't care if you get dysentery if you go to india and let's say you get dysentery or you get some kind of food poisoning if you don't get treatment you can die from it because treatment is the key not you know the vaccine only keeps you from you know getting the bad symptoms if it were if that works at that but you know tomorrow you're gonna I'm going to ask him, I'll ask him, has anybody developed, because I know he did research on the vaccines itself. So I'll write down specifically, you want to know if anybody's using a dead vaccine or, or a, more traditional. Should, a more traditional, is that your question? Yeah, yeah, that's my question, because I, I would be willing to take something like that. I really would, but, you know, I'm I'm really not comfortable with with the current you know, mm-hmm. uh, technology. It's, you know, I hear so many, so many horror stories about you know, uh, you know, from Dr. Lee Merritt, from Dr. McCullough, you know, and, and others that I've listened to, and 
you know, uh, Dr. Malone. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just, it just scary to me. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for listening up there. Hey, um, Tony, do you have uh, Christianity and wokeness? Uh, a, no. As a matter of fact, I was talking to my wife about it yesterday, and well, I do not have it. Well, you're going to get it. I'm going to send it to you. So give Steve oh, your your address, and I will send you a copy just because you're a faithful listener and uh, appreciated your email and your call, and I'm glad you all are better, and thanks for listening to SWAT Radio. I appreciate all that you do. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Uh, thanks for calling in, Tony. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I think from what I've heard about uh, those, you know, the vaccines, kind of the more traditional route, um, that it's, it's, more, it's more difficult to create a vaccine of that nature when it comes to um, uh, respiratory issues like uh, COVID and I think also with the flu. Um, so that might have been a reason for why, why people wanted to try the mRNA. Yeah. Um, but I think as, you know, people have said is that if you get that wrong, not only with mRNA vaccines, but vaccines in general, if you, if you get it wrong, what you're putting in, you can actually uh, do more harm than good. Well, yeah. And that's what he, he was looking at tomorrow. And I know he made the statement that we got some, some things wrong on it. Uh, and so, um, I just, uh, I know that when I talked to that person that was over there in China, they said that they they were not doing the MNR the MNRNA yeah. one. Yeah. I probably wouldn't trust China. With uh, the, yeah, <laughs> at this point. no. Um, but uh, the uh, the company is called Sinovac, and um, they're based out of Beijing. Yeah. Uh, but but again, you know, you say that all our masks that we were using were made in China. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, the tests that we use were made in yeah. China. The drugs that we use are made in China. So, uh, anyway, the the Chinese vaccine killed the viral particles. Um, it uses dead mm-hmm. viral particles. I mean, yeah. to um, get the body to respond, but it's a dead particle, so it's not a live virus in there. Yeah. So. yeah. All right, we are up against the news break. Excuse me. Um, We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, B-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. SWAT Radio, that is Brandon Heath with Give Me Your Eyes. Um, if you are just joining us, Thursdays is generally when we have our interviews, um, but that will be tomorrow, so make sure you tune in then. If you would like to call and uh, join in our conversation right now, we're just talking a little bit about what's going on around the country, what's going on with the churches, uh, kind of a little bit of a 
open forum discussion. We would be happy to take your calls if you will call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Before we went to break, uh, Tony, our, our friend and brother up in Georgia, had asked about um, you know traditional vaccines. And in China, what they're using over there is is made by a company called Sinovac, and it, it uses killed viral particles uh, in it to expose the body's immune system to the virus without risking a real serious response. So they're they're not live viral particles; they're dead viral particles. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines are what's called mRNA vaccines. This means that basically they take part of the coronavirus genetic code, um, specifically dealing with the spike protein that is, is really the dangerous part of it, and they, it triggers the body to begin making the viral proteins but not the whole virus, and it trains the immune system to attack that when it comes in. But you're going to hear tomorrow – uh, from and I'll let Dr. Uh, Bridle go into more detail, but the bottom line, what I heard him say last week and the reason I want him on tomorrow, he explains why we're getting the variants um, from from the, the vaccinated mm-hmm. people uh, because the viruses mutate. So anyway, it's a great and, question. And by the way, Tony, your book will be at your address tomorrow. You will have a copy of Christianity and Wokeness. So thanks again for calling in. Uh, also, along with China, uh, like I said, the EU uh, is doing something similar. I couldn't think of the name. It is the Novavax, which is, uh, uh, again, trying to look more like a traditional vaccine uh, when we think of a vaccine uh, yeah. acting that way. Um, whether it will be a true inoculation-type vaccine or not, I, I would doubt, um, just because of the nature of how quickly coronaviruses change. Um, and also because there's a reservoir of animals that are that are able to get the virus as well, um, which is different than smallpox, where uh, humans were pretty much the only ones who get it, which was able why we were able to inoculate that uh, uh, virus. Well, here's the thing: um, China has said only five thousand people died from COVID last year. So, one, how are you going to believe anything they say about yeah. you know studies or anything when they say that that when you look at the U.S. and you look at everything mm-hmm. that's going on here. But again, um, like Pastor John MacArthur said, what do we trust? Who do you trust? You know, there was an article that somebody sent me uh, earlier today that said the Marine uh, Commandant said that his Marines are not going to be mandated the the vaccine, that, you know, it doesn't matter what Lloyd Austin says, he's not going to mandate Marines to do it. But I have not been able to confirm that anywhere, mm-hmm. and we just live in a time, really, where it's very difficult, and this is the problem with Google and Facebook and uh, Twitter and Instagram, social media. Where do we get reliable news now? Where where do you confirm anything? Uh, the, the, it, whatever you hear, you cannot just take at face value anymore whether, because Google, uh, they filter stuff out, mm-hmm. and 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 they put out false information. Twitter puts out false information. Facebook put, and you know why? 
And I love, this is what MacArthur said, and it's true. He said, it's because the world is run by Satan. I mean, these are not run, these companies are not run by people that have Christian values. Mm-hmm. They could care less about Jesus Christ. And so the only source of truth that we can really depend on right now is the Word of God. Yeah, It's the only source of truth we really have. Uh, what you read in the paper can be manipulated. What you read online can be manipulated. And so the only source of truth you have is the Word of God and talking to people who have experienced things that you trust or you talk to people you trust. You don't just take things that, you know, I had a guy the other day talk about the CDC and he gave the CDC such authority in his life. And I'm like, why are you trusting people that lie to you like that? Mm. You don't, have you seen their studies? Have you researched them? You know, I mean, think about that. I mean, what's going on? And so uh, as we as believers uh, go through uh, the world we live in, we want to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And as it relates to critical race theory, specifically in the church and how we deal with this whole issue of ethnic prejudice, as believers, our primary loyalty is to Jesus Christ. And in that, if you are a different skin color than me, or you have a different ethnic background than me, or Taylor, whoever, that is a much lower rung on the totem pole than the blood we share in Christ because the blood of Christ covers our sin and it makes all things new. And there's forgiveness there for when we blow it. There's, uh, there's redemption there. He does a work in us. His spirit is going to continue to persevere us and grow us in knowledge and wisdom, uh, and, and brotherhood together. And, but you're not hearing that. And, and that's why it's so disturbing when you have churches and even guys like David Platt and Matt Chandler and Tim Keller who are saying, you know, we got to do this, this, and this instead of focusing on the gospel. What is the gospel? Let's get back to the basics. God created you and me for a personal relationship with him, one where we're dependent upon him, where every day when we wake up in the morning, our first thought is, I got to get mine. My first thought when I wake up in the morning should not be, okay, what do I want to do today? The first thought in the morning should be, I'm his, and what does God want me to do today? But we don't live like that. We rebel against God's leadership and authority, and the Bible says because we rebel, we deserve death. We are separated from God, and we deserve eternal death. But Christ came, and God sent his son in mercy to us, to save us. He was born of a virgin. He did miracles. He healed the sick. He fulfilled all these prophecies. And then he died on the cross to make it possible for us to be in a right relationship with God, which then allows us to be in a right relationship with people. But that's based on faith and trust and his grace. First is grace. It says, for by grace are you saved through faith. The faith is the living out. And that's what's so good about the book of Ephesians. If you really want to um, grow in your knowledge of God, uh, Ephesians is a great book to go through. The whole first three chapters are about what we believe. And then the next three are about what we do. And so 
what we believe, and, and Paul does that in Colossians too. He does that in most of his writings. He starts off with what we believe because what you believe really impacts how you live your life. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing is, it doesn't mean that you're not going to do something that is offensive to somebody that may be of a different ethnic background or a different gender than you. And maybe, you know, as men, we may offend a woman, but when we find out about that, we own it and we say, we're sorry. Uh, we don't always do that perfectly as you know, and I know we, when you're married and you, you hurt your spouse, um, there's times of awkwardness and times of struggle, but, but we're all just broken. And we're all level at the foot of the cross. And the one thing about critical race theory is it doesn't allow for that. Critical race theory says it's about revenge. It's about um, changing uh, the way people look at each other instead of looking at people through a biblical lens where we're all sinful. We all are in need for Jesus no, the problems in America are because of racism. The problems in America are because of uh, ethnic prejudice. Um, the inequities here are not because God sovereignly allowed things. We, we remove God's sovereignty when we buy into critical theory. So uh, I think uh, as we go through, we I think we got next week and, and then one more week, uh, we're just going to look at this whole issue of of what are we to do as the church? How do we respond? Do we do like they do up in at the school board in Virginia? Do mm-hmm. we just make our voices known? Well, that's part of it, but we also um, just don't buy into the narrative. Don't be fear mongered into not speaking truth because you're afraid of consequences. Yeah, and don't you know? Because it sounds so good. Oh, you know, you should be. Uh, understanding and kind uh, to people who have been you know uh offended right but if you are standing in the truth and that offends somebody you you don't apologize for the truth you know what i'm saying and and that is the issue when you're when you're looking at um bringing wokeness or bringing crt into uh churches it is not the same as the gospel and in fact it's 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 not compatible with the gospel and that's something that you have to keep in mind and and you know understand that there it's a sticky situation because there's some people who are diehard adherents to uh, CRT and there's other people who hear something that sounds oh be compassionate that sounds good let me adopt some of these things and maybe are in error uh, in doing in doing that so you got to uh, interact with those two types of people uh, differently but you know it's just it, it's a difficult situation and I think that uh, you know going through it with uh, with the help of God is the only way to make it through. And I think that we as a church culture and as a culture at large need to uh, be continually repenting because clearly uh, we have not been following God appropriately. Well, you know, in Ephesians chapter four, verse four, it says there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. And he he just, he's talking about, in chapter 4, about us being unified as believers. And, you know, he... 
listen to what he says uh, about people who are against him. They're darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of ignorance that is in them due to their hard hearts. You got to look at the heart of people, mm-hmm. and you can't see their inners, but you can see how they are responding. And we all make mistakes, but ultimately, where do we end up? Right. Are we repentant? Do we want to see people? Do we want to be loving? So anyway, we'll come back for the last day. All right, stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. Casting Crowns with Nobody. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us tomorrow, we will be uh, doing our interview day. Usually that is what we do on Thursdays, but we're flipping them around today. So if you would like to join our discussion, we're talking a little bit about the news, uh, getting into in this last uh, little section we've been getting into CRT and talking about how that is affecting the church. If you would like to join or if you have any questions, please call us at one 844 That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. We said yesterday that we were going to be getting into Ezekiel uh, chapter 22, but we can't do it justice in just 15 minutes. Uh, this hour goes by so fast, so we're going to push that over. It gives you the weekend yeah. to go over it and read it and become familiar with it. Because so, we're going to look at it next week. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, the uh, the doctor, again, we have on tomorrow is Dr. Byram Brittle. Or Bridle. I'm sorry, Byram Bridle. He's at the University of Guelph up in Ontario. And... Um, you know, you can join us tomorrow, and um, he is uh, he, he's he did some initial uh, de- help with developing, I guess the 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 you know the COVID uh, vaccine mm-hmm. uh, uh, platform, and he and he said last week on uh, cable news network that uh, a mistake was made 
Mm. And so it's, I'm going to be interested to have him on tomorrow. And uh, I think uh, it will be uh, good info for us. Uh, this is not a kind of, he's not a guy out there. He's, he's, he's a guy who's a viral immunologist uh, up there. And so uh, Dr. Byron Brittle, uh, hopefully you will uh, tune in. You know, going back to what MacArthur said in the first, by the way, there's still time to call in. If you want to call in and weigh in on any of this stuff, whether it's critical theory, COVID, um, you know, critical thinking, which is absently lacking in our country right now, um, going back to what MacArthur said, uh, you, you have to be really careful what you take in on Google, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, other sources, videos are shared that are misleading. People are writing stuff. I was sharing, I think yesterday or the day before about a young man that disparaged that doctor Mm. who testified to the Indiana school board. And that doctor has been a practicing physician for over 20 years. And, and there was a response written to it that went over a lot of the internet. And when I started doing some research on the guy that wrote the response that said the doctor was spreading misinformation. He, he had no medical history at all, no medical background at all. In fact, he even says on his Twitter site, he he's no health expert. He has no medical degrees or anything, but he's done a lot of research. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, you know, you, you tend to want to lean on experts. You know, when, when, when I was in the FBI back in the good old days when it was prior to the days it is now, <laughs> um, whenever you wouldn't want to know about a subject, you went to somebody who had worked in that subject for a long time. And uh, so that's why one of the first, you know, um, doctors that we had on, uh, well, we did have uh, Dr. Christy Reisinger from uh, out in Houston mm-hmm. who came in and, and talked about it. But even she said, you know, she was learning and she was, sharing with us things that she had learned while she was dealing with it early on. And she gave some very valuable advice about the oximeter, uh, the oximeter mm-hmm. uh, and having one of those to tell you if your blood oxygen goes below 90, that's an important point to go to the doctor at that point in the emergency room. But anyway, uh, we had Dr. Lee Merritt on who I personally have known for over 25 years. She did surgery on me. She was a former past president of the American Association of Physicians and Surgeons. And and I went back and I looked. She was lecturing about some of this stuff back in 11 and 12, so nine years ago. So this is not something new for her. She's not just popping on a fad. And, and you know, very early on she said there's different types of doctors. There are some who are in at the top who she thinks is culpable for a lot of the deaths that have happened. Mm-hmm. Then she said there's some in the middle who just kind of feel trapped because their superiors are telling them to do this and they weigh in. Then there's the young internists or the people right out of med school. They, they're just trusting what the standard practice is. But she said there were a lot of mistakes made in the lack of treatment. And, and a, a lot of these credible doctors, Dr. McCullough and uh, Dr. Bridal, all say the same thing. They're focused in on the wrong thing. We haven't focused on treatment and in the history of medicine in this country, they haven't done that where they completely think about Taylor, all the people that weren't ministered to, um, 
because of COVID. They didn't go get their cancer screenings or mm. they maybe they had cancer. They couldn't go to the hospital mm-hmm. because of it. Um, think about all the other people that were told to go home until you get really, really sick. They weren't given any kind of meds other than Tylenol. And so a lot of stuff, uh, we've made mistakes. And if you say that, you're not even allowed to say it because social media quiets it. Um, and and we've just kind of become comfortable with it because we've been sheep and we have not really uh, challenged any of these things strong enough, especially social media. They're too strong. Social yeah. media is too strong in our country, and something has to be done. Call your senator. Call your congressman. Tell them, please put some restraints on social media companies, these giants, companies that are squelching information. And I think – responsible for a lot of people uh, either getting hurt or or even dying from this stuff because they've not allowed good information to go out there yeah you know i think it's, it's interesting uh you know you're talking about the the medical establishment having the wrong focus and i think that's true um for the population at large as well i mean uh the focus obviously for the medical establishment and for the government has been to quarantine the healthy uh, you know, quarantine everybody really, and it comes from a, I would say, a huge, uh, just a, a arrogant uh, disposition to think that we can uh, change uh, nature, right? Like vaccine, or uh, excuse me, viruses move, how viruses move, and to think that oh, we can stop that completely. And I, I understand that this has been tampered with uh, on some level by humans, so that okay, there's a little bit uh, to think about there. But the 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 offset thought of Oh, we can stop this. And then for the populace at large is, oh, if we just follow this, we won't get sick. You know what I mean? Instead of having a faith in God, like if, if you're going to get sick, you're going to get sick. If you're going to die, you're going to die. You, at some point, your faith has to be higher than what the government says. And in and, and your quality, what you want has to be higher than just to stay alive. Right. And, you know, so for me, it, it has been uh, just baffling all the way through to be like to for us to think that we can change the way that nature uh, operates and, you know, uh, not uh, not face our mortality is a little bit uh, silly. And then if you look at how not deadly uh, the virus is for the vast majority of people, not for everyone, obviously, then it, it becomes even more so, like, what are we doing? Well, I think we, we have to address the fear thing. And as we go out today um, before tomorrow – you know, if you're out there, I shared the gospel story earlier. Jesus died to pay the penalty for our sins so that we could be in a right relationship with God. And we all need him. We all need to repent. We all need to trust in him and depend on him. And if we do depend on him, if we trust him, we don't have to fear anything. And there's a story in Mark, Mark chapter uh, 4, where Jesus takes his disciples out on the water, and they're in a boat. And and as they're in that boat, it says the windstorm arose, the waves were breaking, and the boat was filling with water. So their world was it's kind of like America right now. It looks like the water's coming over the edge, mm-hmm. the boat's sinking, and we're in bad trouble, right? And uh, it said he, meaning Jesus, was in the stern asleep on the cushion. And they woke him, and they said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Now think about that for a second. Jesus came on the scene. 
and he did miracles. They saw the miracles. He said, follow me. And they're with him. And he's in a boat. And they think he's the one. They think they don't know what that means. They think it means a military leader, but he's asleep on the boat. They still don't get who he is. And uh, I think a lot of times we think Jesus is asleep on a cushion Hmm. in our boat when he's perfectly in charge of what's going on. We may not like where he's taking the boat or what he's allowing the boat to go through, but he's in charge. And I have to remind myself of that because sometimes you can get really nervous Mm -hmm. about what you see in the circumstances. You can be upset. But anyway, Jesus woke up and he rebuked the wind first. Notice he did that. He rebuked the wind and he said to the sea, peace, be still. And it ceased. And there was a great calm in nature. All their circumstances at that moment stopped. But then he said, why are you so afraid? Have you no faith still? I mean, they've already seen him do things, and they were filled with great fear, and they said to one another, who is this that even the wind and the sea obey? You know what's scarier than being in a boat that's sinking because it's in the middle of a storm? is realizing that the God of all creation is in that boat with you, and you're a sinful, mm-hmm. sinful person. I mean, that's scary. And they realized that, but he was so merciful to them and so um, patient with them. And so if you have lived in fear, repent of that. Ask him to increase your faith. Trust him. If you don't know him, you're not in a good relationship. Tell him you want to start today to really understand what that means. Get a Bible. Start reading in Matthew, Mark, or Luke, or John. Read the gospel and ask God to reveal who Jesus is and what he wants you to do. And I pray that you will not be a person who lives in fear, but you will be a person of conviction and a critical thinker. All right? And I hope you all have a great weekend. All right. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual